you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Corey Fleetwood, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, Mason Dixon, and this is Abs Nightly. All right, Mason, how you doing today, bud? Good. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing fine. You know, I just got off of work. Hello? 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 Oh, Sorry, everything just kind of lagged open. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I was it. like, I this it. is quite the conversation. Okay, um, yeah, well, screw it. We'll just start there. Um, Yeah, so we're joined with uh, Tyler and Jared from Offside by a Mile. Happy to have you guys on, guys. Hey, man, how's it going, boys, I guess? It was good, man. How are y'all? Good, good. You know, just uh, chilling in a nice little thunder shower right now. Yeah, actually just had a big thunder bump boomer right there. All right, good. Dog's freaking out now. Nice. <laughs> High just, quality content. Right. Yeah, man. We, uh, who knows? Quite, It'll be a lot of live feed today. That's very true. Quite, <laughs> uh, quite good timing, I think, for you guys to uh, have us on your show. Um, oh, it's great. <laughs> there, there was definitely a lot of Montreal Canadian shout outs in our last episode, being that uh, – you know, you are basically the 24th team in the playoffs here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I listened uh, about an hour ago because I wanted to hear what you guys said last episode. <laughs> and, you know, nice. a lot of chirping <laughs> about how we shouldn't be in the playoffs. <laughs> well, I mean. Can you disagree, though? Yeah. Oh, like, no, what's what's the argument there? Because <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know if there is one. I don't want to be in the playoffs. I, I want Lafreniere. Leave me out. We don't yeah, have- see, that, oh. like, that's kind of the, the – issue that we kind of brought up and like it's it's hard it's hard for the nhl nothing's going to be perfect none of the none of the potential scenarios to get back to playing hockey was going to be perfect it was going to piss people off regardless but when you watch a team like chicago and montreal that are legitimately trading away players for futures at the deadline Mm -hmm. and then they still have a chance to play in the playoffs (laughs) it's just like it's really really hard to wrap your head around it Oh, and it's – I think for both teams, too, they're uniquely uniquely qualified to, for lack of a better term, upset and just piss teams off with Price and Kane and Taves. Like, Definitely. 100%. Well, yeah, like if you're, the, opportunity if you're the Oilers and you're staring down Chicago, you're Ooh. like, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> oh, Captain yeah, Sirius know. over there, you never know. I don't know I, you guys. I saw – or I heard the best – uh, the best statement about the Oilers situation this week. I think it was on Overdrive from Toronto Radio. Uh, they said, of course, the Oilers are in it, not only for the Stanley Cup, but for first overall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's classic. Fuck yeah. That's hilarious. So uh, perfect, right? It's so perfect that the Oilers have a chance at first overall right now. It's so amazing. I mean, well, yeah. dude, it's just insane. Like, it, Like, for us personally, like, I remember when they, like, there was the proposal of 24 teams and it didn't even like phase me like that. We were like, could be the 24th team. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. You know, just more hockey. And I guess for you guys, it was more of like, Oh shit, we might get to see our team, you know, run in the playoffs for us. Yeah. I'm not thinking that way. I'm just like, whatever, you know, like I'm just looking at drafts. I'm just ready to watch, you know, if we get, you know, I'm sure, yeah, I'm hockey sure you guys feel like the 25th team. I wish we were the 25th team. Like right, last yeah. year, we could have been the 24th team. You know, we we kind of wasn't making all these moves. I felt like we had a better shot. And, and now it's like I, agree. I get the news and I'm like just puzzled. I'm not excited and I'm not like angry. I'm just like we we did all this to get our picks in order, to, to make a future run. 
and we are getting the chance we got we should have got last year, but we're not anywhere near that same team. Yeah. The funny part to me, because of the way the NHL has done the draft lottery setup, the the chance of first, second, or third overall going to a team that's in this playing round is so high. Just <laughs> just based on percentage, right? Because uh, like Ottawa has the best chance to win the first overall pick because they have the two picks, right? I think they're twenty five and a half percent or something. The bottom eight teams have a twenty four and a half percent chance of getting one of those three picks or the first pick and then subsequent second and third, right? Yeah. And then on top of that, then you have any team that loses, then they're in their own lottery if that so happens, which is ridiculous, right? But yeah, on, that means that if the Habs do lose, then you got a twelve and a half percent chance at one of those picks if they're ended up won by the play in round teams. And it's just like that might almost be better odds. Like it's not actually better odds, but <laughs> the fact, the fact that like you're going to know before the play in rounds over, if one of those play in round teams is going to have one of those picks and then you have a 12 and a half percent shot at getting that. If you lose. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, it's, it's in a weird kind of way. It's almost better odds. It's actually <laughs> not though, technically, because technically Montreal would have a six percent chance for sure, and now they have a three percent chance, which is but they don't. Well, like they do, but the thing is, just you're gonna know if they win. You're gonna know or that if they lose. you know you're gonna know if that pick is there, and if you know that pick is there, then you have a twelve and a half percent shot at that. Yeah. So it's just like it's just a weird circumstance. It's weird. It's so NHL to have two draft lotteries. Yeah, it's. It's odd to me. It just seems like they – why even do it now then? Like, what's the point? Uh, but, you know, what do you guys to, think To please teams like Detroit that, you know, have nothing else to hope for right now. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I think the whole scenario – like, the whole season's weird. So, I think it makes sense that the lottery's weird. And I don't know if Fair. you guys ever look at the score, but the score did playoff predictions. They had Chicago as their favorite to beat the Oilers. Like, this, this – <laughs> last. Oh man, it, like Alberta is going to implode if if the Oilers lose the first round or oh, the play-in round. We're never going to hear the end of it. We're never going to hear the end of it. And it's going to be a the amazing. NHL fuck the Oilers again. <laughs> I work with an Oilers fan. I work with an Oilers fan that is just like insane. And just so happened that we were at that Flames Oilers game that Kachuk and oh dude uh, Cassian had the gong show. Yeah, so I was at the game with my set of friends and then this guy I worked with was at the game with his set of friends and man did the chirps fly during that oh jeez so if this does happen and Chicago does upset the Oilers oh I'm gonna have the best time at work the <laughs> best time except if the Flames lose too eh might happen might but, but still it's, I, still, it's still better it's still, still to hold yeah, out it, over the oilers fans Chicago i feel like when you have a, a shared a shared area like that you know alberta's got both i feel like it doesn't matter if your team loses it's almost a fact that like well your fucking team lost and you guys fucking suck and it doesn't matter that we <laughs> lost you know it's like you'll yeah, always yeah. find a reason to rib on them it's like oh, saints fans in atlanta you know like that mm. 28 and 3 shit from like five <laughs> years ago like there's still banners and Every year they put a billboard up for it. Like, they People live for that shit. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like, I know my dad has always said, ever since I was a kid, only thing better than a Habs win 
is a Leafs or a Bruins loss. And I think that's what you're kind of saying there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. sounds about right. Uh, you guys don't know this, but our fans do. I'm a diehard Leafs fan at heart. So <laughs> I, I definitely know the feels because the Habs <laughs> and the Bruins are my teams for that, for sure. Right. You've got to be feeling some sort of way about the Leafs in this playoffs too, eh? Uh, yeah. Um, it's definitely not confidence, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it? Oh, yeah, it's Columbus. Columbus. Right? Like, yeah. I, 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 think I mentioned it last week, I think. It's, it's so amazingly Toronto that <laughs> yep. they, get, they get put against Columbus in the playing round, who last year destroyed the Lightning. And then most likely if they do win that series – it's Boston. Yeah. It's no easy road <laughs> for them. Dude. It's, just, it's so Leafs. It's so it's Leafs. It's just, dude. yeah, if you want to get far in the playoffs, you probably have to beat Boston. Mm, good weird. luck with that. Yeah. yeah, We all know how that's gone in the past. Why does the Atlantic <laughs> have to be so good sometimes? Uh, yeah. But at least it's not the Metro, to be honest. The Metro is it, – it's uh, so good that there's no real favorite. I Yeah, I think – it's going to be interesting to see, like, especially with what Las Vegas does in terms of, like, ranking the teams who's more likely to win odds and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see – I almost feel like I put more money on the underdogs in this because they, they've got nothing to really lose. They've got everything to play for. A team like Chicago or Montreal, they're playing with house money right now. And a team like, like you said, Toronto or Colorado, teams that were in it anyway – you know, they've got a lot of pressure on them now to beat teams that they're expected to beat. Definitely, definitely. At least with Colorado, we know we're in the playoffs. Yeah, you um, know we're in the playoffs. You know you're in that round that's, robin. And That's the awkward thing, though, is like we talked about that on last episode. It's just that the fact that we probably never would have fallen be- below second in uh, like this Western Conference at this point. Whereas now we have a chance to be fourth. in fourth, which is super like awkward in a way. Mm. And it's, you know, whatever. Not ideal. Right. Um, it's, it's also weird to me, I guess in the, in the same sort of fashion, like the Tampa Bay Lightning, how they, them and their NHLPA vote, voted against this playoff format for that exact reason of, you know, not really being guaranteed like the, the greatest opponent necessarily. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, Carolina in the same fashion where Carolina votes no to this playoff format because now they have to play in the playing round. It's – again, this playoff format wasn't going to please everyone. I'm very interested that it was those two teams that said no and not a team like Boston. It's a, I'm actually surprised that it wasn't more teams, Me honestly. Too. But yeah. it's probably just at this point everyone's just like, well, I don't fucking I care. Let's just play some hockey. And – I mean, at the same token, it must suck to be the bottom seven because you literally aren't playing hockey now. And it's like, that's a long, it's going to be a long off season for these guys. That's right? very that true. is a long time. But at the same time, if you're the like Red Wings or the LA Kings or they folded it in Ducks. a long yeah, time like, ago, I think they, they're, <laughs> but they're point rather... two seven five percent point percentage or whatever. Uh, did you guys see that Tampa Bay Lightning video of them on the Skidoo's? That was oh, a yeah, like uh, like the Mighty Ducks coming back. Oh my God, that was. <laughs> he's Stamco Stammer. He's just like <laughs> fucking puts away his like fucking millions of dollars. He's like, <laughs> just saw, saw a tweet. And it was just like I think I see why people sign in Tampa Bay, huh? 
Yeah, really. Hmm, weird. Yeah, yeah um, but like, I'd assume players that have places like that all over North America are pretty okay with just not playing hockey at the yeah. moment. If you're one of those bottom seven teams. It's, it's, just, it's still weird to think about, though. Like, it's weird <laughs> to think about part of the league's just not playing and it's not the playoffs, <laughs> technically. Right. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, I didn't expect it to come back. And as much as, like, I was excited for it to come back and, like, tried to stay hopeful, I was just like, dude, like, what if there's, pro- there's like, a good chance it could come back and then, like, the, the, the players would be like, no, like, we've been out for too long. Like, I'm like – I'm just, you know, we're doing family shit now. It's it is a fucking quarantine. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't see us coming back. And then this shit happens, and I'm like, all right. Um, <clears throat> I like sat in this weird, like, I don't kind of believe it yet. You know, for like a good solid week and a half, and now it's you know, fucking every day. It's just getting even even weirder and weirder. Like, where the fuck we're gonna end up in this? The world's cool. gonna end before we get hockey back. It, <laughs> like that's the way it feels right now. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think people realize too. Like, it feels like hockey's close to coming back, but there's still so many things we have to iron out too. Mm-hmm. Like, well, hockey's yeah. not coming back for a while. That John Shannon tweet. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was on the 27th of May, so four days ago. It's at this point, it's been 77 days since the NHL went on pause. If the games return on August 15th, which seems believable or believably optimistic, that'll be another 79 days before we see hockey. Oh so now God. we're sitting Jesus. at like, like pretty much double. We're now. sitting at 75 days from hockey. If it starts on the 15th, like that is, that is so like that kicked me in the dick so hard. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was just that? like, uh, <laughs> still like two and a half That's months. So far. Cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Cause the last two and a half fun. months have been excruciating. Yeah. As content creators, especially too. Oh, I know dude, you know, you've been grasping at straws a lot of the time yeah. to uh, come up with like, content. Like, at least right now, it's kind of like you kind of have NHL awards to sort of talk about. Yeah, which we did want to get stuff. Again. But, like, that's going to run out in two weeks. Hey, at, yeah. the ver- like, at the very longest, I think people will be bored about hearing about that. Maybe, like, phase two news, phase three news, yeah. right. phase four <laughs> news. <laughs> it's just, Jeez. man, it's 75 days probably from hockey right now. Well, it's funny you bring up the awards, though, too, because – you know, me and Corey were talking about it beforehand, and I'm yeah, I'm sure you guys have seen our Slack. Sometimes there's a lot of debate in the car. Very much. We just kind of wanted to get your opinion. Like, I personally, I'm on Team Makar. I think he's outperformed Quinn. But how do you guys feel about that? Like, I mean, it's good, good opinion. Yeah, yeah. You, you're obviously on the right side of the yeah, argument. You're on the right um, track here. I can't say that Quinn Hughes doesn't deserve it. He's had a great season, but Kale McCarr has just been a little better. Like I, I, I just to me, to me, it's kind of in a similar fashion as the MVP kind of conversation. Yeah, because because the MVP is called Most Valuable Player, it should be kind of you know like when Taylor Hall won the won the heart uh, what yeah. three years ago. Yeah, when he was just above and beyond the best player on the, on that New Jersey Devils team, put push them into the playoffs, all that, right? That's what a most valuable player means. A most outstanding player is Leon Draisaitl, right? We can have that conversation about McKinnon. Okay. I, 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 I think, I think Draisaitl deserves it. When you can be 
I think 11 points clear or 12 points clear of McDavid, it's pretty hard to argue you're not the best player in the league. But again, the best player in the league is most outstanding, not most valuable. Yeah. And having Dreisaitl and McDavid on a team, to me, if you want to talk value, that hurts your stats. But obviously it's not going to. That's not the way the MVP gets voted on for the NHL. It's just not. Taylor Hall no. was a rarity for sure. Yeah. And if we were going Taylor Hall season, it's McKinnon. Uh, but to bring this back to McCarr, I kind of feel it that way too, where it's a value thing. That's to me, to me, the value for McCarr, like you could see it on the Avs roster. Absolutely. The Avs had injury upon injury upon injury this season. And with McKinnon and McCarr in the lineup, they were okay. But when McCarr went down, they went down. And that same thing can be said with McKinnon. But I think McCarr, like and yes, Quinn Hughes, this is not a this is not a shot at him either. He was that guy for Vancouver too. But I think McCarr just did more. Yeah. I know I totally agree with you. I think a lot of people try to separate the two players when if you really look at it, they're both very similar. They're both Man, extremely elite skaters. It's crazy well, to think that the rookie of the year is coming down to two defensemen. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, what is like, that even happening? Aaron Eckblad won Rookie of the Year as a defenseman because he was a monster. And there wasn't really anybody pressing no, too much with, really. like, a lot of points or, like, this yeah. other crazy forward or something. And there really – there isn't really a forward that's obviously gone nuts this year. But at the same time, you look at McCarr and Quinn Hughes, and their stats are good too. Oh, like, yeah. It's not like, it's not like oh, they're a 40-point rookie defenseman. No, no, they're <laughs> they're solid – rookies like they're playing like top minutes playing top yeah. power play both of them too right which is huge both, like being that both, young and be able to quarterback that yeah they're both the best defensemen on their team i think you can make the argument too definitely pretty yeah. much yeah, yeah like yeah I, I i don't i don't think we have an argument really for a better defenseman on like a def, defenseman maybe but like a defense like a a player in that d slot like an overall I think, if you look at like you know, the EA sports overall, yeah. he's got the <laughs> highest overall yeah, right on our team. Um, but yeah, like uh, I'd be really, I'd be really sad if McCarr doesn't get the rookie of the year, but at the same time, it's not an absolute joke. If Quinn Hughes wins it, like he's no. definitely, he definitely has a reason to win it for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think if some, if somebody else comes out of left field, then I'll be pissed and it's joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, Quinn Hughes definitely isn't that. No, and I think if Quinn Hughes wins it, he deserved it. I think any other year – like, what was the stat? He's only the third-ever defenseman to lead rookies in scoring. Like, yeah, it would have it would have been Kale McCarr if he wasn't injured. But Exactly. That's, that's huge. That's the other hard part to look at, right, is is if you look at straight numbers, then Quinn more Hughes, games played. Yeah, but it's a <laughs> played number, right? And it's – unfortunate plus 12 minus 10 hmm. part of it for like part of it for me too is just the way McCarr came into the league in the playoffs last year just That's, outrageous and I think I think like that that was my uh kind of rationality of why I think Kale is the better choice is because yeah you can't really you can't really add anything from the playoffs from last year but at the same time it's like you know, this kid came in and made a, a, a dynastic change for this locker room. He came in and there was instant synergy and he was able to produce and perform to Colorado's high, high level of offense. And I think that that, you know, you'd be a fool if you still, if you, if you don't think about what he did stepping on the ice in the playoffs and then continuing to do it this year. Like he's yeah. got a lot of big names on his team. 
and he's capable of having that that leadership mentality, whether it's only 10% because he's got so much, you know, he's got uh, McKinnon and Landeskog and, and Ranton and all around him. What he brings to the to the locker room is, I feel, is a lot different than Quinn Hughes because he's surrounded by stars and is able to still shape his own path in this team and become one of the most important players to this to this franchise. For sure. Very and, well said. Yeah. yeah, and it's just – I go back to that, like, when he did miss time, it was so noticeable. It wasn't – it's right. not like – and I can't say I've watched enough Quinn Hughes games. And I think – like, I think Quinn Hughes is a hell of a hockey player. Like, again, it's no slight on him. But Kale McCarr has he, – he creates so many of his points. Oh, there, yeah. there isn't very many secondary assists where he just got an assist. Right. Right. And that's a that's a – usual time for a defenseman to get a point, right? Like you get a second defense, a second assist as a defenseman. Normally you just touch the puck. You just happen to touch the puck and it just yeah. ended up in the net in a couple touches, right? That's not Kale McCarr. That's also not Quinn Hughes, no. but like in overtime, like I think Kale McCarr's got what, three or four overtime winners this year. Probably. It's been a while. I don't necessarily remember any, at least two or three, but it's just, yeah. man, like the dude is, He's such a difference maker five on five. When it comes to overtime, it's just bonkers. Well, even yeah. look at what he did with Ryan Graves, too. Ryan Graves leads the league in plus minus. And I know that's not the best stat, but you're telling me that he, I think they were paired together all year. You guys correct me if Pretty I'm much. wrong. Pretty much. A yeah. lot of the year, for sure. Most of it, yeah. Yeah. Ryan Graves doesn't have that season without Kale McCarr. And as a rookie to come in and elevate your D partner like that, I think that says a lot about him. Yeah, exactly. And Ryan Graves just signed a deal too in the off season. So that's like, it's perfect timing for us as a team as well for him to kind of flourish. And that's the thing is I don't think a lot of people are crediting McCarr with that. They're, they're get like it, they're crediting Graves with having a nice, you know, breakout season, all this stuff, but nobody's really looking at his partner, which is a shame because as a defenseman, your partner is just as important as you. Right. Which, oh, yeah. yeah, I feel like that goes both ways, too, because I don't know if Kale McCarr has as good a season without Graves, too. Like, Graves, they Same. found a really good chemistry, yeah. eh? Like, throughout the season, you you could see it. Once they finally uh, put Graves with McCarr, because I think they had McCarr kind of with Johnson at the start. Yeah, and then he got hurt. And then, right, exactly, yeah. And then Johnson came back, they put Gerard with mm-hmm. Johnson and then Graves with McCarr. And that's kind of when McCarr... You could see him feel a little bit more freedom, I think, because Graves is a great skater as well and a really, really good passer. And you could see them complement each other quite well. So definitely wasn't a pairing I expected. Yeah, I me neither. Right, like uh, I would have, I would expected Makar and Johnson or Makar and Zadorov over Makar and Graves, but that's the thing, right? The, it, the chemistry is so important, especially as a D pair. It's huge. Obviously on the forward line too with three guys on it, but man, just the amount of ice you got to cover as two guys is you have to have that chemistry. And yeah, like I, I think it's a fair fair thing to point out. Like you said, with how well Makar helped, how how well he, they helped each other. I guess I should say. Yeah, yeah, because sure. I mean, last year Graves was a shell of what he is. He was this fine, year, right? He was fine, but he's good this year. Yeah, real real good. And then you you guys are so spoiled for defensemen. You gotta say, like as a team with some pretty good defensive prospects, 
looking over at the Avs, and you guys have Bowen Byram coming up soon. Like, it's ridiculous. That blue line in a few years, Kale, Bowen, Daniel Girard, I think is really underrated. I think he's it's, super, super good. Well, yeah. It's not even, like, it's the prospects, period. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of prospects. Sackick has done a job. Like, Martin Kaut started playing yeah. NHL games with the Avs because they were desperate, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, this guy's an NHLer, sweet. Right, it's it's um, fingers crossed. Knock on wood. I don't want to jinx anything, but like, this is what started Chicago's run. Was just an outrageous pool of a pool of prospects, and just not being cap strapped by basically anything. Right, and good leadership. So, another award I want to touch on is the fact that I think Joe Sakic far and away wins GM of the year. Oh, I, I don't know if it's I don't know if he's getting talked about. I haven't even enough, thought about that honestly. But the the moves he made at free agency last year, the way they handled the injuries this year, like that's Bednar and Sakic. But like, the Nemestikov trade, which seemingly was nothing, but was but a really was crucial good trade. because Nemestikov ended up being a top six forward for like a third round or fourth round pick. Uh, yeah, like so, like this year's trade deadline. I, I just, man, there, there is nothing to me that says Joe Sackett doesn't win GM of the year. Yeah, but and I at think the same time, like look. it's not really splashy because he's not new. Yeah, right? and it's, it's, it's kind of like the coach of the year stuff, right? Unless you're, unless you're that team out of left field, right? You're generally not winning the coach of the year. It's kind of the same as being GM of the year, right? The Abs are supposed to be good. Well. Well, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's like, yeah, the Avs are supposed to be good. Like we all, we all kind of expect that from that from them now. But like this season, they've really been able to like, like they have torqued their overall play just, you know, just enough in the positive direction that really just puts this season like way past the last five. Like it has just yeah. been a an absolute season. And and if well, you, think about go ahead, think back to last year. What were the Avs? McKinnon. They were they a three-headed monster. Yeah, McKinnon, Landis, Cog, Brandon, and McKinnon. What are they this year? Literally like, four like a whole lines. Team. Like, they played like <laughs> they played thirty-five different NHLers in games this year, and they were arguably five different goalies. I think they they were <laughs> in a fight for first in the West. And I think I think right? what's crazy like, is that every, most most of the guys on this team are players that you would want on yours, and I, and you could say that for a lot of teams, but to see what they've been capable of doing this year with Colorado, it makes you know, uh, everyone on this team look like they could be that big move for another team that, that puts them in a better direction. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Don this this season, like to watch San Jose crumble and to see that Jonas Don overall offensive uh, potential did not go anywhere but up. Yeah. You know, he's had a better season this year than he, than he ever had with San Jose and I was definitely when they signed Donskoy that was the one signing that I was like mm, that might be a little much nope mm-hmm. nope 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 dude it's it like broke a... it broke my heart you know because I do watch the Sharks and shit but like at the same time I was like I, I follow Colorado I think he's gonna fit the mold over there and dude the only... I, I'm just happy that he moved you know at least somebody moved from the sinking ship the only and, and gripe... went to a successful team yeah. The only gripe I have with Donskoy is he loves to get destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. About that oh, my God. He gets trucked all the time. Every game it almost seemed like, like oh, there bag. goes Donskoy getting destroyed in the corner. Like He 
Yeah, Crazy. he gets demolished. I don't like way too much. Actually, yeah, he got hurt for a tiny bit. That was too, that uh, the Rangers one, right? Uh, Lindgren. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, that was a bull- that was a bullshit hit. Right? Yeah, Kadri fought him and knocked <laughs> him out almost. All right. Um, yeah. But yeah, the thing about Donskoy is he's such like a he's he's a little multi tool, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he he fit himself in into so many different situations. Which I like. I didn't see him playing on the first line at any point when we got him, right? But right. he played on the first line for a little bit, like when we had Burke. And he was he was phenomenal. And like he played well, yeah. Like so many fan, fantasy options. The kid was like uh, unreal when they put him mm-hmm. on the first line. Like Burkowski's another move. Yep, that Sackick made that you're like he man Mint. when he was filling in for Rannon on McKinnon's wing, he was a beast. Oh yeah, absolute beast. And again, right? It's just, it's just so many of these moves that Sackick made. You're just like, he hit it, he hit it, he hit it, he hit it, he hit it. I like, I don't know a move that he didn't hit. I was just gonna say, I don't think there is either a signing or a trade that did not work out. Which, yeah. uh, if you look at, you know, across the waters here, uh, that's not something that Montreal sees too often, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think the reason I know I personally I take a lot of interest in Colorado is because two teams that seem very different Colorado has the one thing Montreal has been lacking for 25 plus years and that's a superstar centerman but the yeah. way I find Sakic and Bergevin are kind of similar in the way they're kind of they're kind of wily like they make a lot of deals that people initially kind of turn their heads out or go, what the, what did you do? Do Shane, especially with Sackett, right? But I think God, that looks like a good trade. Oh, yeah. oh man. And then, but we're looking at, I'd say for Bergevin, especially PK Subban and Weber, I, initially that was horrible, awful trade, but looking back, how's PK doing in New Jersey, right? Oh, honestly, they, they made the right move there. But, and I remember when that happened, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Subban for like an older like downhill Shea Weber which I thought he was going downhill but he's had some really good seasons yeah like the the what was it was this year right where he had like the two-week stretch where he had the ankle injury potentially career ending and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. he was back yeah he was just like no I'm back (laughs) just kidding actually uh they put a new they put a new foot on me and I'm good Right. Yeah. Like I just woke up one morning and stretched really hard, and I actually popped the ligament back into place. I'm I'm good. Like that was crazy. It was like, man, Shea Weber might be done forever. Like LTIR, yeah. LTIR, here I come. And then all of a sudden, he's like, no, actually, I'm playing on Friday. What? Yeah. And he bolstered that fucking uh, that that Twitter guy who who just said it. he was like, yeah, I don't think so, bud. And like a week later, was fucking playing. Yeah, like just crazy, man. But yeah, like you're right, Bergeron. Bergeron, Bergevin, uh, he definitely makes – and that's kind of what I thought with Sackick's moves this year too, like in, at free agency in the summer. It was just like – and I've said this before, they, they seemed like very so-so moves. Like, eh, whatever. Like, they're just depth guys. But it's exactly what the Avs needed. Bergevin does that too. Like, Bergevin's the master of depth moves, especially oh, yeah. at the deadline. Problem is, like you said, not having that number one center is a problem. Yeah. It's hard to and, trade for one, right? Yeah, it's 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 hard to draft for one. And Racine Kotkaniemi, like it's his second year. I haven't given up. I still think he's going to be a great, great player. I think Suzuki might actually have a higher upside, but time will tell. 
um, yeah, it's hard to get that. McKinnons don't come around very often. No. And even then, like, McKinnon, like, if, if you're worried about Kotkaniemi not being a star, McKinnon wasn't a star in his timeline either. First three years. Yeah, like, McKinnon yeah. signed his deal. That's why he's such a valuable cap or a salary right now or contract is the fact that when he signed his second deal, he wasn't very good. Like, I'm not saying he wasn't good, but he wasn't this. He wasn't MVP caliber. And then he's got five years to catch up to McKinnon right now. Yeah, exactly. And ever since McKinnon signed that deal, he's just gotten better and better. And he like the, the switch flipped in his head and all of a sudden he's been a superstar. He's called, this is how I can be hockey. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes at it. Oh, it's this a, is how I score. Oh. He's okay. crazy to watch. Like, man, like coming from not being honestly like a Colorado Avalanche fan, either of us, yeah. and then doing this podcast and really diving into this team. First of all, it's like huge, huge fan now. They're this has been such a pleasure to watch. No question. But man, McKinnon is just he's such a beast and like there's there's not many players out there like him. Like it's like him, McDavid. I don't really know who else compares to those I think two. Those two. But... I think they stand alone. I think they're the new OV Crosby duo. I think they're the faces of the league. Yeah. I think if Eichel wasn't in Buffalo, you might make the argument that Eichel might be there too. But Eichel right had now. an insane season too this yeah. year. And I feel bad for him because he's always playing his ass off and he's a fucking good player too. But that team is just a sore fucking looking speaking pack of, our, of losers. Speaking of our Slack and the Hockey Podcast Network Slack chat, the the potential Eichel trade that was discussed about the Senators there the other day. <laughs> oh, oh shame. my God. Oh. What was it? Oh, God. Do it I was like, I, I don't – it was just like he basically said, pick heavy trade for Eichel from Buffalo to – Ottawa and it was just like they would never no yeah, I don't even think there's a trade out there <laughs> like no no yeah, I, I think I think they've really pushed their team back a couple of years to make Eichel whatever you know whatever they whatever he wanted they gave him and uh <laughs> to to move it and, and turn that into just even worse of a dumpster fire would just be it'd have to be the most amazing pick in the world. You know, like a Nathan McKinnon has to come over and, and like a first round draft pick. Yeah. Oh, they, Eichel's not winning a cup in Buffalo though. It, it's not happening. You're probably right. He, he'll be gone. And I'm sure you guys probably saw the comments he made recently about being frustrated. That's not a player yeah. who envisions himself there winning a Stanley cup. I think he's done. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. He, yeah. He's I'm lost sure he... the heart to be there, you know? Yeah, I'm sure he's he's looking for an out whenever he can get it, probably. So, speaking of a stud on a team that he may not win a cup with, uh, Carey Price. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a gentle little segue in. Um, sorry, I just hurt your feelings. But uh, so I'm a, I'm a goalie nerd, like to a T. Carey Price, by far and away, my favorite goalie. Yeah, he's your boy. Uh, been my favorite goalie for fucking years when Halak was there I was friends with a guy who was a huge Habs fan and argued with me till the cows came home that Halak was a better goalie and I told him to pound sand uh this was when Halak was on his little run there before he got sent away a lot of people were agreeing with him that Halak was the man we had arguments till the cows came home about how Carey Price was bad positionally and I was like are you high (laughs) <laughs> you are insane like i just i don't even know i don't even know how to talk to you like 
he he's unreal. I just do you think the Canadians will ever be able to put a team around him? A with the fact that he makes so much money, and B the fact that like you said, no no first line center and just there's so many missing pieces. Um, Corey, you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? But it, it's it's. I feel like, you know, like six seasons ago, my man got hurt, didn't come back till like he was registered to come back in January. You know, like I feel like that was our time to win it with Carey Price. Um, the fact that we had Halak, the fact that that was our, our tandem at one point mm-hmm. blows my fucking mind that, you know, <laughs> we've made the trades we've done to, you know, to end up where Carey Price is just, you know, the lone samurai against fucking 300. You know, like <laughs> basically, <yeah. laughs> this man can stand on his head all day. He needs the fucking help. I think, uh, you know, kind of like you guys said with that, with the Avalanche, they just have a, a like a beautiful farm system. Like their future was bright, and it, it just it all worked out for them. I think that our future looks good. I think we have a really great depth as far as uh, what we have what we have in store for Montreal in the future. My the farm system, the farm system you guys have developed in the last. I'd say two seasons, maybe three, has just gone from like zero to sixty and like yeah, no and and that that is our only hope because Carey Price. That's how you do it, yeah. Carey Price can definitely play. I don't care what age he is. I think he can have you know a sixteen game run, you know that you would need. Um, but my problem is is that you know that his age is growing and we're not being able to put something around him that he that one. I think that as a team, we're all proud to, you know, to still have a Canadian team, but we're not proud at the fact that we can't get it together. You know, I don't think we have the, the pieces right, but hopefully he can withstand a couple of more seasons. I think our future can prove that Carey Price can be another another big topic of discussion as far as not just being like, well, he's the 24th pick and therefore Carey Price could win them, you know, a round or, or a cup, you know, to have a team around him. I think that Carey Price would, would – shine once again and wouldn't be talked down upon so much it's this the the scary part for me like again i love him to death uh he deserves a cup by the time he retires no question oh yeah the scary part is like you said right with the age creeping up with the nhl going the way it is it's almost a necessity to have a tandem Yep. Yeah, but how do you pay a tandem when the when Carey Price is fucking just milk ten and a half life. million, right? Like He's making as almost, much as b- right, most tandems out. Yeah, there. right. Like <laughs> most teams have a tandem under like eight million. Never mind ten and a half. Ten and, and a half. And my man's and got fucking panties in his fucking pocket. You know, like <laughs> dude's just fucking break living. out the red panties. <laughs> <laughs> I almost think that uh, just to kind of go back and kind of answer that initial question too, if you look at NHL history, like. Goalies who have made big money, Pekka Rene, Lungfist, two of the greatest goalies the NHL's ever seen, never won anything. Rene's not going to win a cup. Sorry, Rene. Lungfist um, isn't going to win a cup. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt Rene's feelings, but like, let's not put him in there. Like, he's good. He's good, but like, Regu- fine. He's not. Regular. He's not hang caliber. Like, the King hang. is. He deserves. Yeah. He should have had a cup by now. No and I think oh, I think that what's puts Montreal in a harder spot, and I'll let it go back to Mason, but it's because you're seeing the you know the the older age of Henrik Lundqvist, and then Montreal is like slowly turning to the next person over, and it's Carey Price, and you're just like, I don't want you to go down as you know Henrik Lundqvist being considered like the greatest you know 
uh, the greatest Rangers goalie, <laughs> you know, yeah, and a goalie did not have a cup, and it's just like this guy needs one, you know. So yeah, yeah I think so. You know, and Kerry, Kerry's, I think, like you said with the ten, I think he's part of a dying breed of the star goalie, the Martin Broder, the Patrick Waugh, who's going to play sixty-five games a year. That doesn't happen anymore. I Tuka yeah, Rask, I think yeah. I think that's out. I don't think that's ever going to happen again. Yeah, and I think you see a goalie like Tuka Rask, who was one of those star goalies, kind of step back. He's got that tandem with Halak now, and they are phenomenal. I don't think Price doing that. I think Carey Price has too much pride. He knows. I think Carey can still carry a team to the playoffs, carry them through the playoffs, but he, he's, he's getting old. He's getting tired. And I think outside of Montreal, not a lot of fans know of Caden Primo as much, but like Carey's really good. Yeah, his, his time in Montreal is ending. And it's coming off of Caden Primo's rise. And as much as I hate to see it, I don't – if outside of this year, because anything, I think anything can happen this year, if Montreal doesn't win it this year, I don't envision Carey Price ever winning a Stanley Cup with Montreal. It just and it's, it's funny that you say that because, honestly, like they do have a chance. Like Even though it's an outside chance, you never know how teams are going to react coming off this huge layoff. Like, who knows? Maybe Carey Price is just juiced up. He's jacked up and ready to go, and he's just not going to let in any goals. And And Montreal scores two goals a game and fucking wins the cup. You yep. never know, right? This is the thing that I, I brought it up on our podcast a few times. The, the biggest wild card I find with the way the NHL is going to come back here is how are goalies going to get into the rhythm of things? Yeah. Because – especially as the Canadians, right? When, when you're looking at Pittsburgh versus Montreal, the question mark is, can Carey Price be the X factor? And the question I mean, is, how the does he get there? How does, ask, like... Well, basically, yeah, right? Like, it, we've, we talked about it, right? If, if you look at the 5-12 series, so that's Oilers and Chicago and Pittsburgh and Montreal, if you're putting money on a team, I, like to me, I'm putting money on Chicago, <laughs> if I only if I only have one choice between Chicago and Montreal, I feel like I put it on Chicago just because I feel like Price is such a question mark on whether he can be Carey Price, right? right? Yeah. But man, if he is, it's no like no question can Carey Price be Pittsburgh, yeah, right? Like that's the crazy part, and it's just like if he can be in fine form with all this rest, if it's rest and not rust, he'll be right. a stud, right? Uh, I think the one thing Montreal has going for it against Pittsburgh especially, is hunger. And if you look at that team, Max Domi's never been in the playoffs. Say what you want about his season. He's shown that he can light it up, score 72 points. He's he's a hell of a player. He's Gallagher, a big game yeah. player too. Yeah, exactly. Gallagher, you know, another guy who I think he's criminally underrated as a right wing. Every team. single team in the league would love to have him on. on Absolutely. Yep. No question. Another guy with as a leader, especially, I just think he's he's going to come out hard. And then you've got the veterans, Price and Weber, who they're both – they've been some of the best players. I think Price has been the best at their position for majority of the – not majority, a lot of their career. And they've never won a cup. I think they're going to come out with hunger. And I think Price especially, if he decides that, you know what, I'm winning a Stanley Cup, I'm Carey Price, n- nothing can stop him. Bar Connor McDavid getting hot in the final or so. I just think Carey Price on his game is unstoppable in a five game series. 
And I mean, they're going to be playing a lot. Price and Weber. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? Like, Weber's going to be putting up 30 plus minutes a fucking game. Let's yeah. be honest here. And especially in this like play in, it's like, why the hell wouldn't you? And Carey Price is not going to not be playing. Yeah. No. So, I mean, I think a lot of it probably hangs on their shoulders. Oh, yeah. It, it's got to. And, and truthfully, I feel like of all the teams that are in it and, you know, and like how you're saying you bet you would bet on Chicago and shit like that. It's like of all the teams playing, there's, there's only like one true goalie that people are worried about, which would be Carey Price as far mm-hmm. as like, this is an iffy team. I don't know. But if there's one player on this team that can do it, it's their star goalie who at any minute can turn on that X factor and, if anybody could do it, it would be him that would do it by himself. You know, he's not like the rest of these teams that are in it that kind of yeah. have that, you know, that tandem. Like, this guy would have to legit, you know, fucking put on a, a hero's costume and fucking just stand on his head. But of all yeah. the teams that you're looking at, that's the only team that you're like, if any team could really wake up as far as a goalie winning a fucking series, it's this fucking team that, yeah. like, everyone has – it's like at odds, like, no, nah, they're not fucking winning it because – Pittsburgh has the fucking offense and their defense is still, you know, pretty damn good. And their goalies have been back and forth pretty decent this fucking year. It's just, you know, I think that well, yeah, Price has people still shook. And it's a question of can Matt Murray be Matt Murray? Right. Right. Yeah. Like playoff, if playoff they don't Matt Murray fucking deserve up, Matt Murray though. My if God. Playoff, oh man. Hey, we can all say that about Montreal and deserving carry Price as well. <laughs> That's true. But <laughs> you, know, you know what? That. Fuck it. I'll stop right there because you know what? You're right. You're, you're remember, right. Remember, you're right. The, remember the wall, the, the uh, Carey yeah. Price wall remake where you gave it to the fans because they were giving it? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that with this guy yelling uh, at the TV going, did you not learn? Did yeah, you exactly. not learn? <laughs> right. Stop oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just, again, it's going to be this, – that's why – it's why this playoffs is going to be so weird. I there's part of me that hopes that everything goes normal. The upsets don't really happen. Like Chicago doesn't win. Montreal doesn't win. Just so like things can be semi-normal. Arizona loses stuff like that. Just so like we, when we get to that 16 team playoff format, that is normal. I hope it's relatively normal. I just, I really right. just, cause I don't want to listen to all the, Twitter and whining just fucking blown up like, <laughs> that we've already been listening to for the last like three or four weeks, basically I mean, I, about I will, the potential for this stuff to happen. Sorry. I will say though, you say you want the normal. I think it would be more normal if Chicago beat Edmonton. Edmonton choking <laughs> is the normal. <laughs> oh, agreed. Truth, hundred percent true. Yeah. <laughs> like they oh, have been, man, I I can yeah. I think it's gonna happen. I right when we saw these playoff series, we're like, oh yeah. That's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Edmonton okay. was gifted a dynasty and they ruined it. And I, it still baffles me how they haven't made it past the second round with Connor McDavid yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's the gift that keeps giving. <laughs> it really Especially is. Especially living in Calgary, man. You're is. in, you're out. Oh. <laughs> you know, you can feel bad even, you know, being a Flames fan. You're like, ah, shit, you know, we've had some rough it, seasons, it's, but it could be worse. It's really too bad that the Flames haven't piled on and been good, like really good Yeah. during this whole saga. Because, like, if they could have been, like, in a cup final or, you know, winning a cup this year, you never know, right? 
and the Oilers just being their, you know, first overall pick selves. Oh could my you, God. Could you imagine <laughs> like, right? Like the Oilers lose to Chicago in the first round and then like the, the flames, flames go on to even just win like a couple series after they beat <laughs> Winnipeg. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> this shit would be so off the fan. Alberta will burn. <laughs> From the north down, we want to beat you in the season. Oh man, oh. it's great. It's just, it's a good time. Oh, it's fucking hysterical. So anyway, our, I get what. What is your guys' confidence going into that series, the playing around against Pittsburgh? I'm fucking. Um, I'm petrified. Like, <laughs> I think I'm weirdly optimistic purely because of price. I just. I've never – I don't think I've seen Carey Price, like, as locked in as he was at the end of the season through meaningless games. The last few years, near the end of the year, Carey would just – you could tell he was pissed off because he had no backup and he was playing close to 70 games a year. But I don't know. He just – I feel like Pittsburgh is one of the closest things we've had to a dynasty in, I'd say, recent NHL years, like, past the Chicago. They, they won two back-to-back. They they are Sidney Crosby and Malkin, and the fact that they were scared of playing Price that's what gives me optimism. Yeah, fair. And uh, I would in my in my opinion, I would hand the dynasty crown to Pittsburgh because they've got the back to backs, and yeah. plus it's like every they both well they both got three cups in the same kind of stretch, right? It's and they're still going back to back. Yeah, that too. Chicago's out. Like yeah, the, Chicago's on the down. Like yeah. as Pittsburgh's just chilling still. So until um, Crosby retires, they're fine. I think for you guys too, for Montreal, like in a way, this is just a win-win. Like if you lose, whatever, you get the like, you get your chance at the at the pick that you want. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit less than you initially thought. And then B, like if you guys beat Pittsburgh, you're in the fucking playoffs. Like, you never know what can right. happen in the playoffs. And especially if you win a series, like, yeah, it's a five-game series. But if you win this series against Pittsburgh, does that not – that's going to light a fire how many, under your ass. How many times have you heard the statement, you just got to get in, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, again, right, how many teams – how many teams have gone to a cup final on the back of a goalie? Five. Every Still single Pittsburgh. Canadian <laughs> one. Every single Canadian one in the last 20 years. Well, yeah, Pittsburgh did it with Matt Murray. Fucking yeah. the yeah. Kings, you know, Jonathan Quinn. Yes. Yeah, was at uh Yeah, right. But like Yeah, he won the concept, like, right? The Senators went to the cup final on the back of that was an old one. I don't Laleem? Was it Laleem? I, I think know, it was Laleem. The Oilers went on the back of Rollison. Rollison the Flames yep. on the back of Kippersoft, Kipper right? Yep. Like I don't think any champion like outside of a few have had a bad goalie. I think they've always had an elite goalie. The team at that least wins, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Anthony Emmy is not elite. And <laughs> he, he played elite, up. though. He did he have was, he, was, he was okay. Yeah. He, well, I, don't, I, I wouldn't give him the elite credit. Man, that Chicago team was unreal. Yeah, it's true. Although, I'd say, I, I'd say I, it, it kind of feels like Chris Osgood when Chris Osgood was nuts in Destroy. Like, right? He right. Got the I'll credit. rephrase it, though. How about hot? Hot, hot for sure. Hot for sure. Yeah. Um, but, like, when, when you look at Canadian teams that have went to the finals – Every single time, it's like it's legitimately like it's a two month stretch of the best goalie in the league. Yeah, <laughs> no question. Right, like it, it, it's there hasn't been a Canadian team go to the cup where you're like, oh man, these guys are the favorites. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, I mean, it would be perfect for the Habs to go to the finals this year on the back of Carey Price. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it could happen. It can know. happen. But, it... but they will meet the Abs, and the Abs will win. Destroy the case, them. You know, well, <laughs> uh, the Abs, actually, I just finished out my 2020 season on Chell, considering there's, like, nothing to fucking do right now. My job is, like, I'm not even in my correct department. Uh, so I've been <laughs> playing true. a lot. And um, the fucking Avalanche ended up winning it. Uh, they smoked Toronto. Toronto made it to the finals to get swept. Oh, so and then, Kadri versus uh... – his ex, it, it yeah. was Ooh. it was super sick and um and fucking uh the con smythe went to went to um oh what's his name i'm blanking uh your goalie grubauer? yeah grubauer it was fucking oh. insane speaking i guess you could say that about like the avs too that's kind of a question mark. that's for the us, biggest right? question mark we've got is goaltending for sure and yeah if if grubauer plays like even exceptionally well like, I mean, he's he's shown that he's team. really good in in the playoffs. I mean, he had that one bad game, and then it went back to, it went uh Holby. yeah back to Holpe. But I I think that he gets a chance to play, if not the best scenario for him for like it's like dipping your fucking toes into a pool is this playoffs compared to like the playoffs with him with Washington where they just kind of like your older brother like fucking pushed you in the pool. Yeah, here you go, singer like, swim, kid. Like yeah. my man's just like, yeah, I've already had a taste of this before. I'm going to fucking dip my foot in. My brother's not home to fucking do this. You know, like <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, he's just going to sure. be a little bit more comfortable going into yeah. it. That's Can the nice – That that's definitely the nice part about being in the top four, uh, the fact that you don't have meaningful games right off the bat. <laughs> like as meaningful. Right. Well, I mean, they're not elimination games. Like they're they're yeah. definitely not – like it's a it's it's relatively exhibition and that's exactly right. why tampa bay said no to this format <laughs> yeah right they're like yeah we probably don't have to take it seriously we probably won't um can you not make the case for francus though oh 100 percent. that's what I, yeah but the fact of the matter like we've He's... we've had this argument <laughs> not necessarily on twitter but like there's abs fans out there that uh, were on Grubauer before he got injured, way before. Like, it was Christmas time. Like, oh, Francos is the number one guy. Like, Grubauer is the number one guy. Francos is riding hot. But again, right, like, if if it's a case where Grubauer, Grubauer doesn't have it and you think Francos does to start the playoffs, man, you have to go with him. You then have, you have to. the Absolutely. option. That, that's the nice thing is we have the option. And, yeah, if Grubauer falters a little bit, fuck it. Throw on Frankie. But, um, yeah, it's his net to lose for sure. Uh, again, being the goalie guy, Francos never – like, again, I, I've said this before too. Uh, when you look at practice, and obviously it's just practice. Talk about practice. But when you look at Francos in practice, he's he doesn't look like he's an NHL goalie. He doesn't. He just it, – it, it's clunky. It's just not – it's not Carey Price smooth, that's for sure. Like, right? And, like, obviously, Habs fans are spoiled with Carey Price. He's – Right. He is yeah. as smooth as you can get in the goalie position, right? Francois is the opposite. But, man, he's he's shown that all he does is get the job done this year. That's it. That's all he yeah. does. And just all calm, he does. calm as a fucking cucumber, which I you can you know similarities there right? between Price not but, with like, style, but calm. the dude the dude flips a switch between practice and games, and you're just like all of a sudden it's just yeah like he's calm, like he he's not fantastic looking like Carey Price, but like 
he makes the saves. He's aside from his one gaff a game, it seems, where he lets in a squeaker. But the moment he does that, he is unreal, unreal. Right. And it's it's just Grubauer has a to, like I have more confidence in Grubauer, but the numbers for Francois man off the charts this year. They're insane. You can't argue them. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah, a hundred percent. If, if you have the choice and one of them's like, and Grubauer's not going, you got to try Francis. You have to. Yeah. Well, and he's obviously proven it, you know? So, I mean, there's, it's, it wouldn't come from a, I, I don't, you know, I don't know what to expect from this guy. This, like you said, like if he's got a clunky performance, like it don't matter as long as he gets the fucking job done. And this dude comes in like a, a fucking last minute plumber and fucking takes care of it. It, it is what it is, you know? Exactly. It's definitely not going to be that playoff scenario where your your starter falters and you're like man i hope this works <laughs> it's going to be a legitimate like okay you yeah, have just to send them in you know it's yeah. like fucking it's, it's you have to save the ship and i know you can do it kind of kind of move right so yeah I, I guess my one thing too i think that Francis has i believe i i might be wrong he played in the playoffs in the khl too and he yeah. was the guy there so just that experience too i think especially in a scenario like this where it's just so so weird. There's nothing. There's nothing you can compare this to. I think. Yeah. Either way, Colorado's going to be fine in net. I think that's a. If anything, it's a strength. I think it's not a weakness, just from my perspective. So I, I don't. No. I think Avs are my favorite if I had to choose, and because of the tandem, because of McKinnon, I don't know. I just have. I think there is confidence there. They're definitely my favorite, purely from the standpoint of the fact that they're healthy. And like they were this good without their whole roster, like significant. The thing, less the reason I can't say that their goaltending is a strength is when you look across the division, you have Ben Bishop and you have Jordan Binnington, and I would take either of those guys. And I don't mean like I don't want to be a dick, and I don't want to like hurt. I don't. I don't want to feel like or sound like I'm not confident in the two guys that we've got. But Ben Bishop and Jordan Binnington are just. They're game breakers where I don't feel like Grubauer and Francis are right. necessarily. But yeah, that's that's I think you know that's the trade off is we have our game breakers are McCarr, you know McKinnon uh-huh, your offenses. But yeah, this th- this team like kind of like I said five minutes ago, this team feels like the anti anti Niemi Chicago Blackhawks where the goaltender is fine, but the team is that that good. Yeah, right. You just yeah. need a goalie to be a a little bit above average. Just a the Dallas when they had uh, what was it? It was Turco? wasn't it, uh no not no, Turco. No. Uh, Turco was great. It was a couple yeah. of years back when when they first oh. had their their dual you know their tandem. Yeah, yeah letting in and letting in the goals. Yeah. yeah, and so it was just like their their goal was average, but they were yep. able to outscore the opponent. Mm-hmm. So you know they were helping him. I had a, an average year, but the team overall offensively was above average. We felt it firsthand this year against the Stars. <laughs> oh, ben Bishop, ben Bishop is uh, a cheat code. You oh, don't yeah, even have fans about Ben Bishop. Right? We, when he's we on it, him. it's like oh. right. So that that's that's why I don't I don't think the goaltending's a strength just because of what we can see down the road, and it's it's scary. It's very like. <laughs> Looking at playing Dallas and St. Louis, it, to me, is like looking at trying to play Carey Price. It's just like, man, those goalies can literally just – but Jordan Bennington stole a cup almost. Yeah. 
right? Like, it's. I always forget <sighs> this was one for some reason. <laughs> it seems so far away now, just with all the things that have happened. I just think January first feels far <laughs> away. Never mind the cup last year. Like, right? It's crazy. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's just I, I'm I'm obviously biased, but yeah, I'd say the Avs are my favorite in the West too, for sure. Um, that, again, that's not it's not a hot take by any stretch by any of us here, but man, it, it with a healthy roster, man, the Avs are going to be so good. No, you're I, absolutely yeah. right. I think if you had to look at an NHL team right now and say that team is going to be the next dynasty they're going to pick up after Pittsburgh. I think you'd have to say, you'd be crazy to not say the abs. We, we paid our debts here too. Yeah. We had some fucking shitty season. Detroit's bad. So are we. Yeah. Detroit's going through their revolution (laughs) right now. Fuck them. They went, they had like 26 fucking playoff appearances in a row and they can chill again. Right. Like to that, to think, to think that the abs were Detroit bad, and they had Nathan McKinnon on that team. Ugh. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Not right. just McKinnon, but Landis Cog, too. That's and Tarlamov yeah. with no scrub. Yeah, yeah. No. Right. So it's, again, yeah, paid our dues for sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, we we definitely nailed it on on the time to start talking about the avalanche on the hockey podcast network, we crushed it. That's yeah. I sure. couldn't have picked a better <laughs> fucking uh, season to start this off. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you, you've got to feel bad for the Detroit boys. Oh, oh I couldn't I, imagine know, trying I to do, do that podcast. I do, but like they have figured out a way to make everything like comical. Like their yeah. podcast is, is one of the most interesting ones to listen to. It's like, you know what to expect and you just have no idea what to expect on how they're going to deliver the the same fucking news, you know, it's shit, but guess what? It's going to be 45 minutes of the most entertaining shit you've ever had. Like, I mean, I, you'd have to play like that, man, to like, just get through it. And I mean, (laughs) at, at least they don't have expectations. Yeah. And like it's not like they're oh how are we sucking this year? I can't I can't believe we're <laughs> awful. How did this happen? Yeah, no, it's uh, just like yeah we fucking suck. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I can I can attest to that because it's just like I felt that after like six games in the beginning of the Nashville season, it went to absolute shit. Yeah, to the point where I'm I can't believe I'm I'm having another episode where I don't really have that many positives. Right. Other than it's just like I know our, our offensive potential is astronomical. We've seen it two years back, you know, a year yeah. prior. I don't, I don't know what to say. You know, like uh, I'm just at a loss. It's just we're just not playing great. They had a really odd season <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it's just like an awkwardly, like, disabled season. Hey, yeah. you, just... you, do, you, do you know why though? Do you know why it was bad? Matt Duchesne. Oh yeah, yep. simple. Yep. And he's a story. great guy, dude. It, it's in, it's insane. He started and he was lights out and fucking. I think it was um, man, who got hurt in the very beginning? Uh, I think Ford, Forsberg, Forsberg had gotten hurt, yeah. and then it was just like fucking. Everybody was just like, oh, I forgot. I'm not like pretty elite, or if not, you know, almost elite <laughs> at playing the game. Yeah, I'm talking about a weird year though, Minnesota. 
Yeah. Another yeah, wow. super weird year. The Central was so interesting this year, gotta yep. say. Yep. What a weird fucking division. It's like, it's always interesting. I the think, Jets then. too was weird. This is this is the thing, right? With if you if you bring this back to the playoff format, right? You you look at the teams in the playing round. And yes, Minnesota wasn't in the playoffs, but do they deserve to be shooting for a playoff spot? Hell yeah, they do. Yeah. Like, they had such a good run. The Jets, same thing, right? They were basically like tied for eighth, right? So obviously mm-hmm. they deserve a shot. Arizona, they sucked, but they at least tried to do something. They traded for Taylor Hall, right? Right. You you look at the you look at the East Columbus being on the fringe, like <laughs> would you guess that? Absolutely not. Right? So yeah, Minnesota man, that run they had to I don't know, for the last month of the year. Jeez. Yeah, they they just came together. And then I like, was so stoked these... to have some serious avalanche Minnesota game. Like, just right. Those are fun, Those are fun just, games to watch. Oh. I think what well, we saw two games against them, I think. Yeah. And then our last game of the year was against St. Louis. Yeah. Oh, so many good, fantastic games that we're going to have. I but, mean, that, I mean, hopefully, because you guys would be set uh, to play them if they were to beat out Vancouver, correct? Most likely, oh, yeah. yeah if we Most likely. Yeah. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you guys are actually – y'all are playing them in the Winter Classic. Now, that can be like – if you guys get a chance to play them, like you already had great games during the regular season, you know, and if there's a chance that you guys get to play them in the playoffs, like that is just going to feed this like like a really strong, you know, up-and-coming rivalry. And, oh, you know, with, with the epicenter of outdoor hockey being next year in both of y'all's court, like this is – this is awesome, you know. Seven seven games against the Wild would do wonders for that rivalry. Definitely. <laughs> you, yeah. Oh god. You could see it in in I think they played twice only, right? Twice and but like if but, you want to go back to weirder stuff, the preseason games they played against yeah. each other. Fucking crazy. They're probably fights. the best exhibition really? games I've ever I didn't, watched. I didn't the one had like three fights or something. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was probably the best exhibition games What's I've ever on? watched. It was ridiculous. Like if you want to go that far back, it was crazy. It was, it was funny too because Isha, you know, the host of the Minnesota Wild Pod, uh, our one of our bosses, right. all that good jazz. <laughs> he he decided to open his mouth and start chirping, and then right. the Minnesota Wild started the season off real strong. And uh, yeah, we got to turn that back around real fast. It was good. I almost, I almost want Minnesota to beat the Canucks just so that he's torn. I think that's that'd true. Be hilarious. Yeah, because oh, right. coming that's, from that Canucks, is a, like, yeah, like yeah, you're right. Diehard Canucks, man. That's going to be a hard series. I never to watch thought for about him. that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's going to be a struggle for him. Oh man, he he was quick to bounce back the other day. Um, I had jumped on with uh, with Dylan and them on uh, what is that? Stick hungry. And uh, nice. I'm thinking I'm going to be just a fucking you know like a bug in the back, just just hanging out listening in. These motherfuckers hit me with a hot take. I'm like fucking six beers in. It's the fucking weekend. And, you know, here I am. And and they're like, perfect. Montreal's in here. Let's talk about fucking Carey Price versus Pittsburgh. And I'm like, I'm not interested. I am i don't have anything intelligent to say right now. But when we, you know, but when we get onto the, you know, they get onto the topic about, you know, this great, this is a really awesome one. It, it's very different to watch, you know, uh, as far as watching uh, Minnesota, and Vancouver play, it's going to be a really good series. 
That is everybody. Everybody went Vancouver, and my boy Isha went fucking nuts. Like as soon as he saw it, he just I went straight to Twitter. He's like, "How do you guys not believe they have a chance at this?" And I was like, "He starts throwing oh, so them like facts, and I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, okay, God." Just like sticking up for Minnesota, like being like, "How how are you sleeping on this fucking team?" And I'm just like, "Shit, I, I guess I, I I I didn't watch them that much this year, but I guess you got a point, dude." You know, it, it, again, it, it's kind of like the Columbus factor, right? Where beginning of the year or even like November ish, right? Hundred percent. If you if you told me Vancouver versus Minnesota, first of all, I would have been surprised by Vancouver, but second <laughs> of all, like, yeah, I expected Minnesota to be bad. Right. I expected Columbus to be bad, but they just have they they just have proved people wrong all year, right? And absolutely, Minnesota's got a chance to be Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I, Mark, I Markstrom was Markstrom was a stud this year. He was hurt. He has now had four months off of hockey. Is he going to be a stud when he comes shit, back? Who knows? If he's not, Minnesota is poised to beat them, no problem. And same goes for Doobie, right? It's like he had a struggle right. of the year but we know that he's a fucking good goalie and yeah. never know time off. His wife's healthy again, I think. So like he went through some shit this year, like not even on the ice, but also off the yeah, ice. So right. it's like, he can, he can come back strong and he's a good goalie too. And that team was playing so well and yeah. just like a very solid unit, not just like, you know, certain players are playing well. Everybody was playing well. So they, yeah. they got some clout. I think, you know, they're going to be a scary team if they, if they get on a roll. I think a big factor in that series too, and against Vancouver is I don't know if I trust Pedersen's ability to stay healthy through a seven game series like that. That's going to be tough. People love to target him too. So Very, yeah, he's he, Vancouver's been bitching about that all year. Like where's the hacking <laughs> calls, but man, you're a star player. You, you're going to get it. Right? And like, yeah. if you look at the Minnesota wild roster, who do you do that to? Like, who do you take away and all of a sudden they're not good? Yeah. No, but if you take away Pedersen, yeah. and it doesn't take much because Kakaniemi is one of the skinniest guys on the ice and he took him out last year. Like, yeah, I've there's some yeah. big boys on that Minnesota roster and I yeah. think Pedersen better keep his head up. Plus, yeah. don't forget the X factor and the fact that it's Miku Koivu's last run. True that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? So Very it's, possibly, yeah. It's crazy. I just. You look at you look at those intangibles, and they always seem to rear their head when it comes to playoff time, right? Yeah, so, I think especially this this scenario. Man, that's a that's a tough series to put money on. That's for sure. Yeah, I could go either way. If if Minnesota's all of a sudden November Minnesota, then it's a short <laughs> series. Could be three nothing, man. Yeah, <laughs> right. But at the same time, if if Markstrom's not Vez in the caliber Markstrom, then he's that's a short series the other way, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 Oh, man, this it please hockey. Like I can we just fast forward to when there is real time hockey? Right. right. I hate that we get to talk about it and it's just like, oh, it's it's literally like dangling in front of your fingers and you just can't reach it. Hypothetical seventy five days away. Hypothetical shit for the last three months. Like this shit's gonna drive me fucking insane. When hockey finally comes back on, I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. I'm gonna be like, holy shit! It's sensory overload. (laughs) It's it's loading up like like Windows ninety five. Like you're getting a just another line, you know, every week, and it's just like just just load the fucking page. Like please, you know, it it is dial up 
speed right now. And we're as, as someone who grew up with the last end of it, you know, it's just yep. like, I am so fucking over it. Like, give it to me. Just, you know, <laughs> please give me the, give me the, give me, give me the game. <laughs> Get off the phone. Right. <laughs> Is anybody fucking with the security of this of this fucking connection? Please get off. Like, yeah. Well, we fucking just went Boys, at it for was, like an hour and it's like forty five yeah. or yeah, an hour and fifteen almost. Yeah. Jesus. That was a lot of fun. That was a blast. Fuck yeah. yeah. Boy, this has been really fucking this has been a good one. You know, uh I I love that even though in the midst of like nothing to talk about except for you know, now we have a little something to talk about. These episodes have been like you start off and you're like, man, this this could definitely be a tough episode. I just don't know what to talk about. And then <laughs> I found that we've been getting on with people, and it's just been one of the you know each episode. I'm like, that's one of the funnest episodes I've had of just <laughs> pure conversation. You know, uh, yeah. we we seem every week before we get here before we get here to record. It's like. Man, this could be one of our shorter episodes ever. And then it's like, ah, it's an hour. Yeah, this might be like 35 minutes. Nah. No. Nah. I think we've put out more hour-long episodes since hockey's ended than we were doing before. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, just go off on these tangents and it's like... This could... Honestly, this could low-key be like a a good thing for the whole network because just everybody's going to be better at creating their own content, right? Some real Absolutely. good networking going on. And that too. too. And like right. talking to everyone. It's been fun. Like not to be a dick, but like I wasn't going to talk to the abs this year just because it's just like, why would I, why would the, why would the avalanche fan base want to talk to the abs? <laughs> yeah. We play oh, twice a year. An they, hour and 15 minutes out. later, I think everybody's been entertained. Right. Have you not been entertained? Yeah, fuck yeah. That was a good time, yeah. Hey, man, I very much enjoyed myself. You guys are fucking a blast to talk to. Yeah, you guys too. That was great. Um, yeah, so thanks for having us on your show, guys. And yeah, being on ours. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, I, I shit, Mason. Uh, I guess if you want, we can uh, we can wrap it up right there. Do a little little close and outro. Uh, boys, is there, is there any like last things you want to say? Like maybe where uh, – some of the folks can listen in, you know, it's definitely you with nothing going on. There's, there's other great podcasts out there and this is definitely one of them to check out. So uh, where can the folks find y'all? Uh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, we're on Twitter at offside by a mile. Uh, you can find us there. And then of course, you know, check out the rest of the hockey podcast network as you guys probably are telling your audience all the time. Anyway, uh, you can also watch the, video of the podcast yeah, on yeah. YouTube. check out the youtube we've slowly been adding in every episode here we're so. on stadium scene now too right yeah i guess yeah the stadium scene there too um yeah stadium scene tv as well and soon the merch line will be up too yeah we have uh we have a logo brewing here finally nice. getting Us an actual well. logo going <laughs> nice nice oh, yeah, we finally got ours fuck yeah so by uh, the way yeah great name I I, do, I never got to mention it. When I first saw that name, I laughed. That was perfect. We we, we were Fuck sitting yeah. here. Uh, Jared and Brett got um, motivated, motivated, inspired on a curve <laughs> of sorts, and we were sitting here just like trying Creation, to come up with a name. Creativity. And Jared, I think, spewed out "Avside by Mile," trying to be like punny, and I was like, "Oh my god, Offside by Mile." Matt Shane. And Shane, holy shit, so good. Yeah, it worked <laughs> yeah, out so, really well. Yeah, so good. Boys, uh, yeah, it's, so. it's been an absolute fucking pleasure, though. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's been really too. great talking to you guys. Hell yeah! Uh, we will definitely 
be chatting again. No question. Hey, you never know. Maybe we uh, meet up in those yeah. Stanley Cup finals. Stanley Cup finals. Here we come. <laughs> you never know. Carey Price, get it done, boy. <laughs> we'll but we'll you could, definitely like, find tail, out. He could, like, tail off at, in the finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wouldn't mind. Where's Crider at? <laughs> Can we pick him up or something? <laughs> that's, that's a low blow, Jared. Anyway. Literally. Uh, thanks for having us, boys. Yeah, man. It's been a pleasure.